I think about my everyday and I have four kids and I'm watching the chaos running around uh, during summer break for me. What I'm thinking is, what are each of my kids doing today and what parts of the brain are they using? So as I watch one of my kids loves gaming. Okay. There are actually two. And when I look at gaming, I'm like, oh man, they're on that, you know, darn thing again. But I do look at it from a standpoint of being that creative side. They play games that really do utilize both sides of the brain, whether it's trying to strategically figure out uh, how they're going to clash of planet, right. And overcome whoever they're fighting against. Right. And it also comes with the creative side of just picking and choosing different characters, right? That maybe it's the look or the feel or sense. So as I look around um, to my other two children and I see them, one's preparing for college and as she's structuring her room right now, she has everything kind of bucketed into different bins. And I'm watching that organizational side of her come out. And that's more of, you know, the analytical left hemisphere of the brain. So today, let's just take a look for a moment at how our brain works, a little just short synapsis, and um, how that brain activity and human behavior can make a difference. What can we do to help warm up the brain? So two parts of the brain, as you know, left hemisphere, right hemisphere. As a little reminder to all of us, the left hemisphere controls uh, the co coordination of the right side of the body. Isn't that weird, right? It's the opposite. It is the analytical side of the brain, and it's responsible for, you know, your logic, reasoning, decision-making, uh, things like your speech, your language. That's the left side. Now, the right side, you, you've heard, is the creative side of the brain. And, of course, it's controlling the muscles on the left side of the body. And it really deals with the sensory inputs, visual and auditory awareness, artistic abilities, spatial perception, and this can be learned. You don't have to be born with talent for creativity. It is something that can be learned as you kind of go through life, it, depending on the activities you choose to do. So why is this important? Why is the biology of the brain a significant element for us as trainers or consultants? Well, Neuroscience, obviously, in this 20, you know, we're in the 21st century now, right? It is the rise of neuroscience came in the 20th century. But as we've moved forward, the brain itself uh, is fundamentally intertwined with how we behave and how our participants behave. So you can have difficult participants, but if you can help with kind of connecting the brain to the behavior, you're able to maybe overcome some of those challenges. The relationship between the brain and the mind have it's totally been debated ever since like Greece, Aristotle, really the ph philosophical thought labeled the two entities as distinct minds different from the brain. Uh, Rene Descartes uh, reiterated that in like the 17th century, I believe, with his concept of dualism. And that was, you know, permeated studies of the brain, and that went well into the 20th century. Not saying that everything that was studied there is, you know, that dualism is exactly what we should be doing all the time, but it is an element of biology that you could kind of look up and discover a little bit more for yourself. Scientific evidence shows that the physical firing of neurons generates our thoughts. 
so we have two schools of thought theory. Monoism, dualism dominate the, the questions of whether the mind is part of the body or body is part of the mind. And you know, you've heard the phrase from Rene Descartes, I think, therefore I am, you know, the French philosopher. Sounds so amazing. Uh, but as we look at what we can do to help control brain, mind, whether you're looking at them together or separate, is really warm up everyone's brain in the room, yourself or you and your participants. So a couple ways that we could do that. Uh, classical music is a great way to kind of get our brains moving. Doing a brain dump saying, everyone right now, create a list. You have one and a half minutes, 90 seconds on the timer. And your marks get set, go. Write down everything you can think of that's on your mind right now. By doing a brain dump, this allows everybody to kind of just get all of their thoughts out on paper. Like, ooh, what are some of those texts tasks I need to remember to do. And by clearing that, that allows our brains to be better prepared for what's to come because now we're not thinking about all the things that we need to do. Uh, different brain games, things like a Wordle, Sudokus, crosswords, quizzes of some sort. Those are, are great ways to kind of get both sides of the brain working. Another one is double doodle. Have people take pens or pencils in both hands and ask them to write their name backwards or ask them to draw something simultaneously using both hands. Uh, of course, yoga is another one. Here's another interesting one that I found. Noun each letter. So if you go through the alphabet, and I personally don't do all 26 because it takes a little bit too much time, but I say come up with a noun for as many of the letters of the alphabet as you can in the next 60 seconds on your marks, get set, go. And I give an example. A is for apple, right? Um, and apple is a noun, person, place, thing, object. And so I just have them go through and think of as many as they can. It's allowing our brains to kind of just, again, mentally warm up and have that clarity in the morning that we're looking for. So as you look into how our brains work and looking at the differences between mind and brain, just really be aware that we need to build into our content opportunities for mental kind of stimulation using both hemispheres of the brain. I'm Becky Pike-Puth. Thanks for tuning into this creative training technique tip. We'll see you next week.